0: down this wall the only thing we have to fear is fear itself i'm not a crook if you like your health care plan you'll be able to keep your health care plan 10,
2: Nine, eight, seven, six, five. 5.
3: Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now, your host, the editor in chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris.
4: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to hour number two of the broadcast. We now return back to what is, without a doubt, the number one topic. Uh, you always tell me, our listeners, that this is a topic you want to hear more and more about. And uh, we've done so many big interviews on this. We're excited to have back with us James D. Eugenio. He is the author of a new book called The JFK Assassination. And uh, if you're not familiar with James D. Eugenio, he is the co-founder of two organizations, The Citizens for Truth about the Kennedy assassination and the Coalition on Political Assassinations. He's the editor of numerous works on JFK and also on the other uh, major assassinations in the '60s, including Bobby Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and others, and he joins us with uh, live tonight from Long Beach, California. Good to have you with us, sir.
2: Hi, Jim. How are you doing?
4: I'm great. Uh, by the way, my wife graduated from Long Beach State.
2: And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah,
4: yeah. So I love that area. It's a, it's a really great area. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to take that little that little boat across the. Uh, the bay there to go to Catalina Island. I've never done that.
2: Uh, you know something? I've never done it either. Really? <laughs> yeah, if you can believe that, yeah.
4: Yeah, next time I come there, I'm going to do it. We we tried to do it the last time we were in town a couple years ago. My wife had never done it either, So and she went to college there. I think she has two degrees from, from Long Beach State, her two undergraduate degrees, so I think she was on that campus for six years. So she doesn't have a good excuse. Uh, I, I'm from Chicago, so I... I have a better excuse that I've never been to Catalina Island. So this new book, it's super. I love this new book. I uh, love the cover design and everything. Now you got the the forward uh, by Oliver Stone here. Tell us the connection um with Oliver Stone. Of course, he had the the famed JFK movie which I guess was influenced by Jim Mars' writing. Um tell us your connection with Oliver Stone and and uh and his thoughts on your book here.
2: Well, my uh, first of all, the full title of the book is "The JFK Assassination: The Evidence Today." All right, okay. and the reason we put that title on there is because what I did is it's the middle part of the book is a complete updating of all the current evidence in the JFK case. Oliver loved this; uh, that's why he insisted on doing the foreword. Okay, um, because he thought it was a wonderful updating of the stuff he had done back in 1991 back then I did the uh, uh, AV essay on on his um, film the, the DVD version of JFK so that's how I got to know them know him and then through the years we met a few times all right um, you know at various you know functions and so now we're now we're pretty we're pretty good friends. And Tell so me about he,
4: Go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: And so and so he encouraged me to go ahead and, and put this book out, you know, for, for more for more than one reason. Mm-hmm. Um if if you read the book, which I'm assuming you did, all right, it's it's really three parts to the book. The first part is on basically about Vincent Bugliosi, okay, and his mammoth 2646 page book reclaiming history which i'm probably one of the less than 10 people in america who actually read the whole thing all right then the second part is a kind of updating um, of all the evidence in the jfk case all right not and by the way and this is something that i want to make this is something the book is not about it's not about drawing what I believe happened in the JFK case. I did that in my other book, Destiny Betrayed. It's about updating the state of the evidence that the Warren Commission used and which Bugliosi adapted, all right, and, and showing why it's so, it's more wrong now than it was before. You know, and I don't think it could get very more wrong than that. And then the third part of the book is about Hollywood and you know, and what has happened since JFK came out, and the influence of Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg on their view of what history should be, okay. and and that, that's essentially the three parts of the book
4: now, this book, it's it's updated and revised edition. I noted one of the comments, and you've got a very high rating. Already with the book just coming out, it's got, uh, I guess almost five stars here on Amazon. But one of the questions was, which one of your prior books is this that that was updated for those that oh, might okay. have read that this prior
2: book. book? Is is originally it was called Reclaiming Parkland,
4: the Parkland book that's what I thought, yeah,
2: right, yeah, yeah. And so, and so, they what they did is they they redid the title. Redid the artwork, and I readapted uh, about three different chapters in 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 the book. Okay.
4: All right. Now, tell us about the the document release. So, the last time you were with us, we were talking about what happened in last October when there was the the thousands of pages came out, and people were still kind of pouring over that, trying to figure out what was in there, and but there was still some that didn't come out that were supposed to come out by now. Is that correct? Or have those come out? The, the remaining.
2: Okay. All right. This is is what happened. And I guess I should, um, I guess I should background this a little bit. When Oliver's film came out, there was such a firestorm about not having all the documents. So, which was a, that was the last a subtitle at the end of the at the end of the film that they created something called the ARB the which stands for the assassination Record Review Board so they started declassifying a lot of these classified documents and what happened was that there was a loophole in the law that said that if If certain qualifications are met, that an agency can still keep a document classified for 25 years after the passage of the app, all right? And so a lot of these were. And so what happened then was last October, Trump intimated that he was going to declassify them all. Well, he didn't. So then he said, I'm going to give these guys six more months. All right, so he gave him six more months, which, of course, expired in April. And although he did let go a lot more documents, there is still, and again, this is very hard to figure, and it would take all night to explain why. But the, the best sources I have, there's still about 4,000 documents that are still being withheld either in part or in full. All right. Which I, I guess I should explain that. When a document is being withheld in full, that means you can't see it at all, nothing. All right. When a document is being withheld in part, that means there's certain what they call redactions in the document. That is, they use the bl- the, the black ink to paper over certain parts of the document. So there's certain things in the document that you don't know. All right. And so, to my knowledge, there's about 4,000 documents that are still being withheld. All right. So, in other words, what I'm saying then is that here we are, 55 years later, and we still know everything there is to know about the JFK case.
4: 55 years later but there's nothing here folks move along there's nothing to see all right we'll take a break we'll be back so much more to get into our special guest james di eugenio the book the jfk assassination forward by oliver stone grab it on amazon you'll love this we'll be back
5: If you or anyone you love has been diagnosed with lung cancer, asbestosis, or mesothelioma, your diagnosis may be the result of job-related exposure to asbestos, and you may be entitled to compensation. Over $30 billion in trusts have been set aside for individuals who have been affected by asbestos exposure. How do you protect your rights and get the compensation you deserve? Call Capital Legal Group now at 800-400-LUNG. Capital Legal Group is one of the nation's resources for settlement of lung cancer and mesothelioma cases. Law firms have successfully recovered over $2.7 billion for their clients in all 50 states, and claims have been paid in as little as 60 days. If you or a family member were diagnosed with lung cancer, asbestosis, or mesothelioma, call Capital Legal Group now at 800-400-LUNG. We'll open a no-cost case review on your behalf. A history of tobacco use or cigarette smoking will not disqualify your case. Visit 800-400-LUNG.com or call 800-400-LUNG. Call 800-400-5864 now. That's 800-400-LUNG.
1: ProPure
4: gravity water filters, most tested, most trusted. The Pro1 G2.0 filter by ProPure fits most gravity systems and is so easy to set up and use. No priming required. Independent lab tested to NSF standards. Removes up to 200 plus contaminants with Pro1 G2.0 full spectrum filter technology. ProPure water filters, when you don't know what's in your water. Start enjoying great tasting water today. Visit an authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com.
3: You are listening to Jim Paris Live.
4: All right, we are back, and you can find this book on Amazon. Just type in the JFK assassination. The subtitle is The Evidence Today, but you could just type in the JFK assassination, and it comes right up. And this is one of these books where you'll want to have this in your library if you're a JFK buff like myself. It is 533 pages long, uh, extremely well footnoted, uh, incredible uh, detailed breakdown in the back of the book. Uh, as a fellow writer, I wanted to ask you at some point in this interview, so before I forget, I'll ask you now, uh, James, what is your writing method? Th- this looks like, I mean, do you just have to take a year off from all your other activities and do something like this? This is a mammoth project.
2: That, that, pr- that particular book um, did take quite a while, To write I would say probably a year okay maybe a little bit more and I consider myself a fast writer you know but that that took um, and what I do is when I when I'm writing I this is what I did I would go ahead and open up a chapter get the title all right and then I would see because when you're writing non nonfiction you, you've got to you consult some source material. So I would just bring all my folders out on that particular topic and then organize the subheads, and then go from there. And, that, Sounds and that's like you're how a scriv- I did it.
4: Are you a Scrivener user like me?
2: What's it, what you, what's a Scrivener user? Scrivener.
4: Well, that's a, uh, a program that a lot of us writers use, which does exactly what you just said as far as creating titles and subtitles and, and source materials and all of that, but it's on a screen. It's on a computer screen. I
2: didn't even know about this. Thanks yeah, for
4: telling me. Yeah, it's called Scrivener, and I don't think I could write without it. Um oh, You'll really? love it. You'll love it. It's I think it's like fifty bucks. You can buy Here, it. Here, let me
2: make a note of that. Yeah, Scrivener. Yeah, S C
4: R I V E N E R. I would. I would have be getting so many like nasty comments now when this goes up on YouTube. You should have stuck to the JFK assassination. Stop <laughs> talking about writing. And it's like that's I tell people it's my show. We'll talk about what we want to talk about, but yes, Scrivener, you'll love it. It's going to help you to get like even, you know, just super organized because I find for myself that if I don't get organized in advance, it gets really hard, but I'm a, I'm like a daily writer where I'll set like a daily goal and Scrivener will run that for you too. So you can say my daily goal is 2000 words and you can have Scrivener will hold you accountable uh, to your writing goal each day. Uh, OK, so thanks put for that. that in there. Yeah. So in any case, um, before we get into uh, Buliosi and, and and all of that, I wanted to ask you on these documents that are still being withheld. Do you have any kind of a wild guess or speculation as to what could be in these documents? One thing I have read is that they're waiting for maybe certain people to pass on that could still be alive today that would then make releasing those documents um more palatable and the one name that pops into my head and I'll probably get a lot of you know hate mail about this but uh George Bush the father is still living um and let me let lot me let me to him. Answer,
2: yeah okay all right that is one of the excuses that has been used all right that one of the exceptions in the law was that if there's some kind of an agent in place or an operation that's still ongoing. Then you can plead your case to the president, all right? And then the president decides whether or not the danger to national security outweighs the benefit to openness and transparency. Although, if you ask me, the damage that's been done to this country by the JFK case over the secrecy that the government has used to keep... it's far outweighed any possible danger to the to the national security. Especially when yeah. you find out when you read these documents that there really was no danger to national security. So now, as to your particular question, I, I don't I don't think I've seen anything about Bush in any of the documents that have been declassified so far. Except for there's one. There's there's one document that was kind of interesting. That was a, a memorandum by Hoover, okay, um, saying that um, certain people that were associated with the CIA uh, should be briefed on certain uh, Cuban exiles in the Florida community, which, of course, did two things. It Number one, when Bush... When it, before Congress and was interviewed about becoming CIA director, I think that was in 70, 75, okay, he said he had no prior association with the CIA. Well, this document would seem to undermine that, alright? You know, and secondly, it seemed to indicate that Bush, through some of his business uh. uh His business possessions in the Caribbean might have been, and probably was, you know, in contact at least with some of these Cuban exile groups, all right? You know, so it's a kind of interesting document, all right? Now, let let me say, let me add one last thing about this whole issue, about what you're bringing up, about what the secrecy of these documents has done to this country. If this case would have ever been reopened, one of the very most important things it could have been reopened on is the medical evidence in the JFK case. Now, you probably don't know this, but because this has taken so long, all three of the autopsy doctors are now dead. Pierre Fink just died about six or seven months ago. Mm. He was the last of them that was still alive. Now I'm sure you know that if if you're going to reopen a cold case, you you go before a grand jury, okay, and and uh, you present the reasons that you want to reopen the case, and then they decide on it whether or not to reopen it. And I had always thought that if we were going to ever reopen this case, that it, a lot of the weight of that evidence would be the the, the horrible autopsy that JFK got. But now, all three pathologists are now dead. You know?
4: So uh, as is, time pa- passes, it, it it's almost uh, becoming impossible to do a thorough reinvestigation of this case. Uh, well,
2: at least, let's put it this way, it'd be much more difficult now to get a, a reopening of the case through a Dallas grand jury with all three of those guys passed on. You know, and this is why some people believe this has been the whole point. Okay, the whole point is to let everybody you know pass away. All right, then you have nothing to work with at the end of the day. You know,
4: yeah. And it just and it seems sure sus-
2: as heck did a good job on that.
4: And it sure seems suspicious to me that the that President Trump was had seen the documents, said he was releasing all the documents, and even with sort of this uh... <laughs> very Terrible relationship he now has with a lot of the establishment. He still isn't addressing these remaining documents, which maybe someone, maybe we should get Kim Kardashian to go to the White House and ask him to release the remaining document. That might be more success than you or I. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, Vincent Bugliosi and we'll talk about the murder of Oswald, probably the most interesting part of the entire case, in my view. We'll be back. we
6: It's been said any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a 4 week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. 99 bucks for 4 weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. preparewithgcn.com. Non
7: attorney paid spokesperson. Call for Closure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035
8: this is a warning to all household
7: pests to
8: all cockroaches
7: spiders ants mice and rats if you've made yourself
8: at home in someone else's home you'd better hope the owners never hear about terminex because terminex has the know-how and the means to do whatever it takes to remove you from that home terminex has 90 years of experience eliminating home invaders and they make it easy for homeowners to be protected by offering a free pest estimate by calling 1-800-676-9879 cockroaches spiders ants mice rats and other pests this is your last chance with With one call, Terminex will remove you from the home you've invaded. If you think you can simply come back later, think again. Terminex will never stop working to keep you out with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Pests. Wherever you are, I will find you. Pests. You've been warned. Homeowners are calling Terminex right now for a free pest estimate. 1-800-676-9879. 1-800-676-9879. 30-day money-back guarantee at participating locations. Limitations apply. See plan for details
3: you're listening to jim paris live
4: all right we are back we're talking about the jfk assassination our special guest james d eugenio the new book the jfk assassination the evidence today the forward by oliver stone and we jump to the dog-eared page that i have right here page 222 which is the most fascinating part, James, of this entire story. And I love how you describe this here as as you talk about Vincent Bugliosi, the murder of Oswald. And you say this, when Oswald was murdered on television, it was perhaps the most shocking live event in American history. You then go on to explain how that is treated, that particular element of this whole story is treated both by Bugliosi and the Warren Commission and it's the, the biggest unanswered question for me is why Why would Ruby do this I mean what, what was his motivation if he had nothing there was no conspiracy he had no prior relationship all of those things which were expected to believe why would he go in there uh, into the police headquarters and kill Oswald
2: well that's That's a heck of a good question. And I hope that you, uh, uh, first of all, thank you for liking that part of the book so much because I actually do think that's one of the highlights of the book. All right. And I I hope you read carefully over the part where I talk about uh, Ruby's lie detector test because to me, that's the whole key. to what, what, what happened there, because, um, see, Ruby was subjected to a lie detector test by the Warren Commission, and it was sponsored by the FBI. And people like Arlen Specter, people like Earl Warren, and all the defenders of the Warren Commission said, well, look, he passed his lie detector test. And in that lie detector test, he said he didn't know Oswald. He had no help getting in the prison, the jail, rather, et cetera. He did it all alone, okay? Well, it turns out the House Select Committee later on, um, they subjected the lie detector test, or commonly called the polygraph, to a panel, a three-man panel, of three of the best polygraph technicians in America. And they said in this report, about a 16-page report, they said that this lie detector test broke at least 12 specific rules of polygraph technique. And they said one of the things that this guy did is he turned down one of the most sensitive indicators of somebody's lying, which is called GSR, galvanic skin response. This thing is so sensitive it can go ahead and register by machine somebody's bl- blushing, okay. At the time, that's how skin- sensitive it is to the skin. And they said he turned this down as the test progressed. All right. Now he's and they said he never had it at the proper volume to begin with. All right. And so they exposed this for the put-up job that it was. All right. They said this lie detector test is actually worthless, and they said what's left of it, which would be the breathing notations. Okay, uh, you know, and and um, there's there was there's one other thing they do. There's breath, the breathing notations, the GSR, and there's one other thing. The other two indicators strongly suggest that. At least in one instance, Ruby was lying. When they, said they did, they, when they said words of the effect, did you, I think it was, did you either know Oswald or did you have any rule with him in the assassination? Ruby said no, and they said, we think he's lying on that. The other two indicators seem to say that he's lying. So in other words, in other words, the FBI, and see, and this is what I conclude in this. If you know anything about the way the FBI worked at that time, you didn't do anything like that unless it was approved at the top, because Hoover was a dictator. All right, and so I believe that whoever did that—the guy who did that test—All right, uh, their polygraph technician, you know, he got the word from it, from the top that you're going to rig this thing because the Warren Commission needs it now. We can go into all, all these other things about Ruby's entry into that.
4: That and wasn't Ruby's like public reasoning that came out later. Was that he wanted to protect Jackie Kennedy from the trauma of a trial? Which you yeah, said in your book he it that is that almost was... humorous for him to say that. You know, I mean, <laughs> what, like, who, because, who does that? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on live television and murder. Uh, the, and and what a lot of people don't realize is how it such a short time had passed. Like it it, wasn't it like within hours or the next day that Oswald is dead. I mean, imagine just the, the, I mean, the timeline, it's like JFK is dead and then boom, Oswald is dead.
2: Right. And, and by the way, he admitted that that was a phony excuse that his uh, lawyer, Tom Howard, put him up to saying, okay. You know, so that, that was, that was more baloney. Okay. Now, there are so many ways you can, look at, you can look at this thing. For example, Ruby appears to be stalking Oswald. He's there that night, the night of the assassination, disguised as a reporter. All right, He's there the next day, his excuse is to bring sandwiches to the cops. And there's about five witnesses who say that he was there that morning, Sunday morning, you know, now uh, the Warren Commission would not swallow any of them, okay. Or even though they were very credible, you know, they couldn't deny the Friday night thing because that was on film, okay. <laughs> you know, all right. So it appears to be that he's stalking, he's stalking Oswald. He's checking it out, seeing when he's there. He has such great relationship with the cops there that he can walk around at this police station when they have the most famous prisoner there and the biggest case they ever had, you know, with impunity and nobody ever says, what are you doing here, Jack? All right. Now, another very important point. We went through the lie detector test of the whole idea of them stalking him. The guard, Mr. Vaughn, at the main gate of the, uh, of, of the parking ramp said That no, he did not see Ruby coming down the ramp, the mainstream ramp. All right? And he passed his lie detector test. All right? Patrick Dean, who was in charge of security for the operation, all right, he flunked his lie detector test, even though he was allowed to write his own questions. Okay? (laughs) Okay. All right. And, you know, because the question was, and any and then there's very clearly he lied. He said you could not open the back door. OK, you could not open the back door unless you had a key. Well, the House Select Committee checked that out and they found out they found a custodian crew from 1963. And they said, no, that's not true. You didn't need a key to open a door from the inside. Now, why is that so important? I never realized how important this was until somebody sent me a picture from the back of the police station, you know, going out that door. Right across the street is the Western Union Station that Ruby said he was at before he walked over to the Main Street ramp. In other words, once Oswald was ready to come down, All they needed to do was have a guy at that back door, opens a door, waves a Ruby, comes back right in, in that back door, walks upstairs to the parking lot, and he's right there. And by the way, there's films of this, although Ruby denied that he was hiding in the crowd there. There's a film called Evidence of Revision, and it's on YouTube. Extraordinary
4: films yeah and and as we go to this break you know just i'll make this comment that obviously you know ruby knew he was giving up his life to go in there because you pull out a gun in front of all those police officers you might just get shot before you get your first shot off i mean for him to be willing to give up his life and even if he was successful to end up in prison and you know everything else it just seems crazy that there would be no motivation we'll be back
3: We call it the
4: crapper, water closet, outhouse, or bathroom. But where do you go when there's nowhere to go? The answer is the Biffy Bag. The Biffy Bag is a pocket-sized disposable toilet that fits in your glove box, tackle box, toolbox, backpack, or purse. The Biffy Bag has everything you need for a sanitary and comfortable relief experience. It's ready to use in just seconds, and just toss it in the trash when you're done. It's your Biffy in a jiffy. BiffyBag.com. B-I-F-F-Y-B-A-G.com.
3: Are listening to jim paris live
4: all right we are back the book is the jfk assassination the evidence today forward by oliver stone and you can pick it up on amazon it is available in kindle also and i also noted james that one of the uh, commenters on your amazon page said they want the audio version do you typically do an audio version will that be coming sometime yes. later yes Yeah, I I love audio versions, especially like a driving trip or something like that.
2: Right, it's becoming pretty popular.
4: Yeah, I read an article, you know, being a writer myself, I read an article the other day that said that the Kindle sales are sort of dropping off, but what's really the growth right now is the audiobooks. Wow. uh, Yeah, it seems like that's like the new hot market to be in, and what's nice about it is not a lot of authors will do an audiobook and very few will actually read it in their own voice, which I, I love the ones read by the mm. author in particular. So anyway, I wanted to get into in our final segment here, uh, this whole matter of Hollywood, uh, Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg. Uh, wouldn't it just be more interesting to tell the real story than to seem? <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this story is interesting enough. As it is, this is one of those stories where you don't have to change it for it to be super interesting and exciting. Why do they want a monkey with what really the truth is here?
2: Well, you know, I spent a lot of time of that in, in, on that issue in the last part of the book, part three, all right? And I did a lot of work on these two guys, you know, Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. And I came to the conclusion after reading a lot about them see that these guys began their lives and their careers as kind of outsiders all right and for spielberg i go i go into the whole thing about um, his his his, all his jewish background in places like uh, scottsdale arizona and northern california all right. And uh and how he, he kinda grew up kind of small and, and frail and he felt like he got picked on a lot. All right. And then Hanks had a I think his father was divorced three times. All right. And he kind of saved himself by joining this Christian group, uh this fundamentalist Christian group in high school. And then he got into acting. And so what what I came to the conclusion that these guys began their lives as outsiders, and they wanted to be insiders, okay? And one way they got inside is through the auspices of the Democratic Party. And I begin the whole thing with that bizarre Academy Awards show where you had Michelle Obama on this giant screen giving out an Oscar for Best Picture, and I'm, I'm really surprised that not a, a lot of people didn't object to that because, you know, that's one thing you should not have is politics influencing art, okay, especially a mass media form like movies. But these guys, that's what they did, and that was their ticket to becoming insiders. And they make films. They make films on that basis. And I discussed three specific ones In this part of the book, Charlie Wilson's War, Parkland, and The Post, which was the most recent one that came out a few months ago, which was uh, Spielberg and Hanks on the Pentagon Papers, which I thought was just—I had to see it twice because I could not believe what they did to that story, you know. And so that takes up about 20 pages in the last part of the book. You know, and and so, you know, I just don't think that this is good. You know, I, I, I just don't think that that's the way you should make films. Like you just said, on something about the Kennedy assassination, you know, what we need is, is, is people who want to tell the truth about that case with the newest information available on that case. You know, we don't need a recycling of the one report these days.
4: Interesting question just coming in here by email. We have some very, very smart listeners. They want you to talk about Marina Oswald Porter, who I understand is still living. I guess she's like in her 70s now. Um, They want to know if she might still have some information to share before her death.
2: Well, okay, Marina Oswald Porter is still alive. From my understanding, she will not go on camera to talk about this case anymore you know and as far as any any last-minute information she might have um... I, I kind of doubt that she'd be willing to say it right now one of the things that people would like her to do is to okay the final declassification and I'm not sure if this has been done yet of Lee Harvey Oswald's tax forms which would be interesting, I think. Now, I'm not sure whether... I haven't checked on that lately, but that's something some people... Several of about.
4: our guests have mentioned the tax returns, which I'm a financial guy, and uh, that's fascinating to me that that would be important, and, and and it is because that could show his income sources, which would right. then confirm whether or not he was actually working for the government during that time.
2: Well, it it may or it may not. You know, some people would say... Come on! Do you really think his handler is going to say, "Yeah, put this money on your tax returns"? You know, so, or, so it I, so be, you, or it could be,
4: or it could be that he got money, let's say, from a front company, and somebody right. with a little bit of you know tenacity might be able to research that front company and figure out that it really was you know an indirect payment from the government. and He was working for the CIA or whoever. Uh, but that that is uh, th- th- that is interesting that you would think that the that the uh, widow. Would cash in on all this, right? I mean, how many JFK's conferences well, she actually did make some money thousands of it. dollars to speak and so forth?
2: Yeah, she actually did make some money on this at the beginning. Okay, there were a lot of contributions. Then she was paid by some uh, secret shell company in Hollywood that said they were going to make a movie about her. They didn't make the movie about her, but they still paid her one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars in nineteen sixty-four, which would be about close to 900 grand today. You know, Marina's is a very interesting character for, and I don't think we have enough time to go into the whole thing, but I think most of your listeners know that Oswald met her in the Soviet Union and her father worked for, I think the equivalent of the FBI uh, in the Soviet Union. And she was a member of the young, of a youth uh, communist party group. Okay. And then, Incredibly, the Russians let both him and her leave at the same time, which is something that almost nobody could find a precedent for.
0: Yeah, you know, that,
2: they, they said that, they always don't. They always leave separately because yeah. you want to be thoroughly debriefed the person that you're going to delay. But they came over at the same time.
4: Yeah, the idea that he could, you know, did he officially when he when he went over there? Was he officially? Did he denounce his citizenship? And then, oh, no, he, it, no he,
2: he tried to, but the guy in charge of the American Embassy was smart enough not to let him do that. A guy named Snyder, Richard Snyder.
4: Still to be able to come back and bring a Russian wife. And right. A, a, a lot right. of things just simply don't add up there. One last quick question here, and our time goes so fast when we have you. We've had a lady on a couple of times by the name of Judith Vary Baker, and one of our listeners wants to know. She claims to be a former girlfriend of Lee Harvey Oswald. She's written, I think, three books now uh, about you know what she knows. They want to know what you think about her and her books. If you if you're aware of her,
2: yes, I, I I'm aware of her, and I uh, I don't I don't rather not go into it. I'll just say I don't find her story very credible. And there's actually an article at my website, which I, I can get the plug now. Okay, it's called kennedysandking.com. Just look up uh, Judith v- Baker on the website, and we have a critical article about... Okay,
4: very, um, very good. Other guests that we've had on the JFK assassination have said the same thing. But mm-hmm. she's a tremendous guest, and her books are very interesting, but... It's it, you know, there are a lot of questions <laughs> uh, yeah. but she yeah. she's one that does make the rounds at a lot of the conferences and so forth. And uh, uh, it's interesting having her as a guest because she will make contact with us from like undisclosed locations and we can't know where she is until the very last minute uh she operates in the the shadows <laughs> really does uh, it, it, even to this day yeah it's it's quite a a dramatic setup when we have her on the show, but uh, people love you know hearing your stories all right uh thirty seconds left, sir. so good to have you with us. the new book I love it it's a great book. Uh, how can people get it The Amazon of course, tell us about your website again
2: okay it's kennedys and king dot com and if you want to buy the book there, that will link you directly to the publisher. But you can get it, of course, through Barnes & Noble and Amazon. I think it's both in paperback and in Kindle. And there will be an Audible version coming out soon.
4: Very good. Very good. I'm looking forward to that. James Eugenio. thank you so much for being with us. The book, The JFK Assassination. Remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time.
3: You have been lied to, generation after generation, time after time after time. If you follow the money, then you understand why America's in the condition it's in.
0: You, know, you created the Star Reserve in 1913 through lies. You create
8: 9-11, through 9-11, you, then you're fighting a war on terror, and now all of a sudden you go into Iraq,
0: which was another lie. This book will open people's eyes.
3: Order now at
6: KillingUncleSamBook.com. KillingUncleSamBook.com.